Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Back Room. I'm Andy Ostroy. In just a few minutes, we're going to get to our guest today. Her name is Pam Hempel, and I'm really happy to present this conversation to you because it's an important one, especially given the discussion we're having in our country today uh, overall. She's an ex-MAGA cult member. She says she was brainwashed and in a cult, and we're going to dissect all of that shortly. But first, I want to thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you listening, and we'd love to hear your comments. So email us at backroomandy at gmail.com and or post on our social media, and we'll read a few next time. And if you like the podcast, please follow or subscribe, and you'll be notified every time we post a new episode. So here's a little feedback we got this week on our Ruth Ben-Ghiat episode. Mike King writes, I've been glued to MSNBC trying to get my head around on what the fuck is going on today. Your episode 89 lent a lot of insight into our problem. My husband has been saying cult since that slug Trump was elected. Listening to Ruth cemented that. And keep up the Dylan bits. Love them. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Heather Coleman writes, the best. Thank you. Colin Allred, please. We're trying. We're going to get him on. And Dave Chapman writes, Andy, I found myself listening more often to your guest conversations. The latest celebrity guests at closing have me reflecting on my own sophomoric attempts at comedic levity. Great to see Bob Dylan is making the podcast rounds. A nice little bit to throw some light on a dark world. Look forward to more of these as well as your great content. Oh, thank you, Dave. Let's get to our two big things. First being Trump. If she were to win this election, it would create an unprecedented constitutional crisis. In that situation, we could very well have a sitting president under felony indictment and ultimately a criminal trial. If Hillary is elected, she would be under protracted criminal investigation, likely followed by the trial of a sitting president. This is just, hey, this is just what we need. Just while we need. Talk about words coming back to bite you in the ass. It's a superpower. It is a superpower. The king of projection. He is the king of... Freud would be incredibly moved and impressed and flattered by Donald Trump. Uh, um, so a few bits of Trump news this week. Walt Nauta uh, was arraigned yesterday on the seven felony counts. And it, to me, it's just like a, a question of when, not if, he's going to flip like a house of pancakes flapjack on trump because at some point you know trump is just gonna throw him under a bus like everybody else yeah and as this prosecution intensifies and he starts to realize the kind of prison time he might be looking at he's then gonna look at trump and go wait a minute i'm gonna go to prison for a long time for this guy but he did find a lawyer in florida (laughs) (laughs) that was a good one yeah and then we had some additional details of the search warrant request unsealed and uh, like the timing of Walt Nauta removing the boxes, it's so clear what he did. He is just, he's fucked, which is why I think he's going to flip. He's a young man. And uh, I don't think he's going to go to prison for Trump, but you never know. Trump's little fingers were quite busy over the weekend on his Truth Social. Well, first we learned that he had posted Obama's address on his Truth Social. And shockingly, a uh, QAnon freak showed up. J6. Uh, yeah. Already under investigation by the FBI. And uh, he was arrested. I mean, this is so dangerous. He did that thing with Lindsey Graham saying his phone number years ago. I don't think he understands the consequence of the shit that he does. Oh, I think he does. You think? Uh, yes. So you think he literally like wanted someone to go to Obama's house and kill him? Or his family? Threaten. I don't think he cares to think about it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know what? I think you guys are right. Sociopath to sadist. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Donald Trump is a sociopath. You you didn't talk about his Jack Jack Smith tweet. Go for it. Well, he called Jack Smith a crackhead. I don't know. that. (laughs) It's just par for the course with him. But posting someone's home address just seems like extra special Trump craziness. But... Historically, can you find another defendant who calls their prosecutor uh, a crackhead? No, especially one that was a former United <laughs> States president. He also did a rally last Saturday in South Carolina, hometown of Lindsey Graham. Let's play that clip. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome United States Senator Lindsey Graham. 
Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all for coming. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you can make mistakes on occasion. Even Lindsay down here, Senator Lindsey Graham. We love Senator Graham. We're gonna we're gonna love him. We're gonna love him. I know it's half and half. But when I need some of those liberal votes, he's always there to help me get them, okay? We got some pretty liberal people, but he's good. He's, he's, he's there, he's there when you need him. He's there when you need him. I'm gonna get him straightened up. We're gonna love him. We're gonna love him. What does that even mean? Half and half. What is this? Is he a cup of coffee or something? Like what? I don't understand the things that come out of his face sometimes. We're gonna, we're gonna love him? What does that mean? There's nothing that Trump can do to Graham that will stop Graham from being his best buddy. Yeah, talk about having zero self-respect and dignity. I just wake up every morning <laughs> praying that today is the day I get more abuse from Donald Trump and especially his MAGA crowd. Oh, if they boo me, oh, that just gets me so sexually aroused. Is, is Lindsay going to do the closing? I really hope Lindsay's going to do the closing. <laughs> Guys, thanks for spoiling the surprise. <laughs> thanks for spoiling my surprise. No, seriously, it's like no, no, the amount of abuse that man has taken, and he just keeps coming back for more. Speaking of people who have been abused and keep coming back for more, Mike Pence had a pretty impressive moment too this week. If it wasn't for your vote, we would not have Joe Biden in the White House. That was a constitutional right that you had to send those votes back to the states. States conduct our election. You never want to let Washington, D.C. run election. The Constitution affords no authority for the vice president or anyone else to reject votes or return votes to the states. Never been done before. Should never be done in the future. I'm sorry, ma'am, but that's actually what the Constitution says. President Trump was wrong about my authority that day, and he's still wrong. That's his John McCain, no, ma'am, Obama's not a Muslim moment. I mean, that was pretty awesome. We still have our bet. Oh, get right. Mike Pence, which, which, GOP nominee. Did you want to up that? No, Are you I'm sure? not that confident. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Chris Christie. You, you, I, I, I'm, I'm getting it, lost in maybe. The threat. If it's not Pence, it, it could be Chris Christie. Okay. Oh, my God. And my favorite Trump moment of the week was the news that came out that singer-actor Aubrey O'Day claims that she had sex with Don Jr. in the bathroom of a gay club, a gay nightclub. If you go to her Instagram page, her bio says she's a sapiosexual. What is that? Now, for those of you who don't know what a sapiosexual <laughs> yeah. means... It's finding intelligence sexually attractive or arousing. She fucked Don Jr. <laughs> I think it could be time to take sapiosexual <laughs> off the profile. Okay. All right, let's get to our second big thing this week. A little problem called climate change, global warming. July 4th, everybody was having their barbecues, eating some hot doggies, and it was also the hottest fucking day in the history of the world. It just, it's incredible how hot. The last eight years have been the eight hottest days ever. And then if you look at the 10 hottest days, it's like the last 13 years. Um, brutal heat waves that we've seen here in June. Mexico, 112 uh, people dying since March. Massive heat waves in India, China, record temperatures in the UK. And the experts say this is a combination of, you know, burning fossil fuels and also El Nino which is the natural climate pattern in the tropical Pacific Ocean, which brings warmer than average sea surface temperatures and has a major influence on global weather. And so those two things combined are just making it a really wacky season for temperature. Where do we go with this stuff? I feel like in 40, 50 years, we're not going to be able to go outside because our skin is going to burn. We're not, we're not doing anything about it. We are, we're the only country in the world, civilized country I, or any country, that actually has a major party that denies climate change. It, and that we only have two parties. Yeah. When you think about the Republican Party, 
all they ever care about is like the next quarterly corporate earnings report. So it's hard to have them understand and wrap their heads around something that's going to happen in 50 years, perhaps. It's just something you can push out, kick the can down the road. Right now it's fine, you know. And then the idiots were like, wait a second, it was four degrees in January. Don't tell me about climate change and global warming. It's like just because it's still cold much of the winter does not mean that it's not getting increasingly hotter, as we see from the statistics. And droughts, wildfires, hurricanes, monsoons, the whole world is going crazy with weather. It's scary. It really is scary. When I remember when the smoke came down from Canada, there was a moment where I looked out my window that day and my mind went to another place. Because that's what it might be like in 50 years. You look out your window and, and it's orange and you can't go out. It will be like that. We don't, yeah. we don't mean, have 50 years. No. And, and I, took, <clears throat> I graduated from college in 1990 and I took an environmental science class then. And th it, the warnings were there. And, you know, individuals, corporation, mm -hmm. government... You know, nobody's doing anything. And, you know, it's it's just, it's sort of like gun reform. So if you don't do anything, nothing's going to change and it's just going to continue to get worse. Yeah, scary stuff. All right, let's move on to our winners and losers. My winner, Yusuf Salam, one of the five black and Latino men whose convictions were overturned in the 1989 rape and assault of a female jogger in Central Park, won the Harlem City primary race. My loser... Judge Terry A. Doty. His ruling to restrict the government's communication with social media platforms could impede work meant to keep false claims about vaccines and voter fraud from spreading. Uh, my winner today is Mark Zuckerberg because the cage match has definitely begun between him and Elon, and uh, he has just knocked Elon on his ass with threads, and uh, Twitter is uh, in deep shit. My loser is uh, the American electorate. Because when U.S. District Judge Terry Daughtry ruled on July 4th that the federal government can't actually communicate with social media platforms about misinformation, they have supercharged misinformation for the 2024 election season if this ruling is not overturned. My winner, Chris Christie, who continues to hammer Trump in ways no one else has and is speaking absolute truth to power about the abhorrent, corrupt, treasonous behavior of the most dangerous politician in U.S. history. My loser, you're right, Judge Terry A. Doughty, a Trump appointee. It's a win for Republicans and will certainly make it easier to spread misinformation and lies. All right, time for the weekly rant. I always say there's no bottom to Donald Trump's disgusting, vile, corrupt, treasonous, sociopathic behavior. And once again, he's proven me and others right. We learned this week that he recently posted Barack Obama's home address on his Truth Social feed. And guess what? A whacked out, armed QAnon freak who was already under FBI surveillance and investigation was subsequently arrested near the residence. That's right, the former U.S. president posted the home address of his predecessor, his black predecessor, because he's a sick fuck and incredibly dangerous. And over the July 4th weekend, Trump also reposted a meme that said, fuck Biden. This is what that dangerous maniac chooses to post on the day celebrating our nation's independence, attacking the current president on July 4th. His contempt for America is staggering. Lastly, Trump also posted a photoshopped image of himself as George Washington leading his men in fierce battle. Let's just be clear about one thing. Washington was a courageous, patriotic soldier, a war hero. Donald Trump is a weak, feckless, draft-dodging coward traitor. No amount of pathetic online revolutionary war reenactments will ever change that glaring fact. All right, let's get to Pam Hempel. Pam, welcome into the back room. Oh, hello. How are you doing? Good. Um, the first thing I want to say is thank you, because I think we should all thank someone like you who has the courage and the patriotism to stand up and speak out the way you have, because this is a very, very important conversation and issue in our country today. So just to give a little context, you live in Idaho? Yes. Yes. Okay. And on January 6th, you went to Washington. You went in the Capitol. You got arrested months later. You were convicted and you were sent to prison in California for two months. Is that all correct? Yeah. And it was eight months later. Okay. I'm curious to know what brought you 
to D.C. What was your role that day? What did you go there to do? And if it was different than what ended up happening? Oh, yes, it was totally different. Well, as a citizen journalist, I was out here uh, covering all the events out because we only have one TV station. And it was just a hobby. I was still, they named me citizen journalist. I, I'm an amateur. But I was having fun. Mm-hmm. I was videotaping the mega girls. They did the uh, Trump likes on the corner. And then some of the senators would have a speech. So I'd go out there and videotape that. I, I videotaped all of Ammon Bundy's events and what he was doing. And so when I got diagnosed with cancer and had uh, breast cancer and had surgery, I had two weeks before um, I was going to have to start the chemotherapy. And uh, my family offered me the opportunity to go see Trump because that's what I was doing, videotaping everything. Mm -hmm. And I thought that would be awesome because I'd never been there. I could see the Lincoln Memorial. It'd be fun because all the Trump rallies, they look fun. They're never dangerous. Mm, We'll get to that a little later, but... I saw an interview of you on CNN, and they played some footage of you, and you were telling people at the rally, at the riots, eventually, that like this is our house. So it was more you were engaged in the idea of the protest and the stolen election and the reason why most people were there. Uh, it was more than journalism, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's why I got arrested. Right. Uh, however. I'm not giving you an excuse because there's no excuses. Mm-hmm. I'm not. But the fact is, I had never been on any kind of pain medication and I was having a lot of 40 stitches, a lot of pain. So I took a pain pill and I didn't realize what they do to you. So I was not. My, it hit me. Certainly having cancer and being medicated and being in pain is, uh, I, I feel for you with that. I, but I think I would think it's safe to say that Anybody who stormed into that capital was probably not in the right frame of mind in some way or another. So when you went to D.C., were you like, oh, maybe I'm going to get to go in the capital and protest or whatever? Where that just kind of, you got swept up into that. No, I had no idea mm-hmm. they were even going to the capital. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't go. I didn't. I remember, I'm looking at two officers at the door. Everybody's going in and out. Mm-hmm. This is at the end of the day. I got shoved in. I have that on video. And, and I said, oh, I don't want to go go this far. And then I said, I got shoved in. It's on my video. And I sat down. Mm-hmm. There's no intent to go in. No desire. Could you have said, I'm out of here. I'm done. I, I got to go. You can't, you can't come up with that kind of thinking. Um, especially that was my, I wanted to videotape everything. It's not like you know you're trespassing. You say to yourself, you're trespassing. Let's go. It doesn't come to you. It it just doesn't. And so to sort of jump ahead now, two and a half, three years, you're very diligently fighting Trump, Trumpism, the gaslighting. And I want to talk about that in more detail with you in just a little bit. But I want to take a step back. I want to talk about you and your background. Did you grow up in Idaho? No, I, I was raised in California. Mm. Oh, where in California? I was born in Los Angeles, mainly uh, San Diego, different areas. Oh, okay. And growing up, was your family political? Were you exposed to politics in any material way? No, I come from a very dark childhood. Yeah, well, join the club. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a lot of us out there in that darkness. When did you first become political? I don't know if I ever really did because I'm a retired alcohol and drug counselor. I was just enjoying the crowd. You feel like you've got a family now. And I was trying to understand politics and I still don't understand it. Uh, I'm more about behaviors and, and that's why I think I'm fortunate because I did have a background in narcissism, being raised with them. But knowing about a narcissist and knowing about gaslighting, that I could catch it. I caught right. it quick. Wow, that's interesting. I, You know, I have this theory, which you're sort of reinforcing for me a little bit, which is that a lot of the MAGA crowd, they're not political. They're caught up in a show. You know, Donald Trump, 
you go to the rallies, it's kind of like the Jerry Springer show. Was it like that for you? Because it sounds like politics really wasn't your thing, but the show was. Yeah, and, yeah, and the propaganda. You get scared when they're telling you the Democrats are going to take over and make it a communist country like Germany was for the Jewish people. I mean, they, they say that. They say all kinds of uh, the Democrats are killing babies and drinking blood. Now, this Q, this QAnon, I never got involved in that. Every time I heard something from that, I thought that was crazy. But that kind of talk was always going on. But when you're actually talking to the lieutenant governor and senators that are saying the same things, mm -hmm. you learn to trust them. They must be right. That's a really you know? interesting point because there are a lot of very important politicians who are defending him and protecting him and, in many cases, repeating his rhetoric and that makes it legitimate, which is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Do you fault them as much as you fault Trump? Yeah, because I'm hanging around Ammon Bundy. He's for the Constitution, the Birch Society, mm -hmm. senators, my representatives, lieutenant governor. They're all saying the same thing Trump's saying, especially the, that the election was stolen. So, you know, you're trusting these people. And, and no, they. I wish they had said, Pam, you need to check on some of this. We're checking on it. You know, <laughs> Nobody the, does that. You're a smart woman. Mm -hmm. And you're a very articulate woman. How do you lose those attributes and just start believing that the moon is made out of cheese and JFK Jr. is coming back? How do you get caught up in the cult? You said you were brainwashed. How does that happen with someone like yourself? Because Trump set us up very well when he said, fake news. Very smart of him. Am I going to go listen to the fake news now? You know, where none of us are. So we're talking to each other. We're not saying, wait, we better check on this. Let's do some research before we pay attention. Let's really research this bill that we're, they're saying they want to pass. What is it really about? We're just taking everything just for what they say, you know. And it's the people you're listening to. They were, they're, when they're you know, you have a group that you hang around. Are you going to question them when they say anything to you about that? You probably trust them. And you probably believe that they went to the right source and they, they know what they're talking about. That's because, yeah, they got master's degrees. <laughs> you know, these are people down at the homeless shelter. These are very smart people themselves. So why go check? You know, just listen to it. But see, you got something inside of you saying something's wrong. And I think we need to listen to that. Where were you at the time you got caught up in this? What was your life like? Because if you look at it like a cult, I have a, one of my best friends was in a cult for 20 years. And he always says to me, at that time, my life was not great. And I was primed for somebody, a cult leader, to come along and just dominate me. Was it like that for you? I think there's some parts to that that could be true. Because uh, coming from the childhood I came from, yeah, it's called the Stockholm Syndrome. Mm -hmm. And you're great. You're grateful that they're saving us. See Trump saving the nation. And you're grateful to him. So you're not going to question him because mm -hmm. he's saving you. And uh, yeah, it, it, politically, I know a lot about cults. I know about satanic cults and stuff like that. It's not like political cult takes you. I think it's. A lot of people are surprised that I'm even saying that. Cause, you know, you don't think of Trump as like a cult leader and this is a cult. I do. I, and plenty of I'm people do, you know. I, th I don't think well, we people like you I who are now. in it don't. Right. I, I think that's not, the point. Not when you're you know? in it. Right. Not when you're in it. Well, Mega like is cults. separate. Mega is separate from Republicans. There's Republicans and then there's the Trump Mega. They're separate. What makes Trumpism a cult and why is it a cult? Why are people just so ready to throw everything away that they've believed their whole lives and start believing craziness? How does that happen? That's the part I don't understand. I mean, he said, I will shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and not lose any support. And he was one million percent right. What makes them cult members? I can only speak for myself. Mm-hmm. But all I know is this man had the ability to promise you the world. And he started uh, love bombing you mm. and to sh making, it, making himself a savior, a savior. 
and they have pictures of Jesus praying for behind him. Yeah, and they they use God. Uh, it it I think a lot of people have been blindsided. They didn't see it coming. You just it's not like you see it coming. You're, there's no warning. Hey, be careful. You know he could be a cult leader. Nobody's telling you that. I don't hear it on the news either. Do you think no. he believes the things he says, or is he a cult leader and he knows exactly? all the lies that he's saying to his people. To him, he's not lying. Now we know they're lying. He's not lying. He's, it's real for him. And uh, for them, for him, any uh, backlash is a real injury and he'll come back at you with everything he has. And you could see by his post. Mm -hmm. So he's transferring all his anger and he's putting it out there and he's, Using people as the flying monkeys, that's what narcissists do. They use the flying monkeys to get his message out and do his work. And that's why he said, go down to the Capitol and fight like hell. You think he was going to really go down there? No. You have a history with addiction. You, you've been sober for 43 years. Do you think your history with addiction played any role in your susceptibility to become brainwashed to be love-bombed, as you say, to get caught up in this craziness. Remember, you said join a cult. You don't, it's the president of the United States. Right. That's a good point. You know what a cult is. Yeah. And you join it. You, it's so uh, invisible when you say cult because it's not. No, that, that's what my friend said. He said he didn't think he was joining a cult. He was joining a group of people no, in New York that were don't. cool and getting together and, you know, talking about fun stuff. I've struggled, as a lot of people have struggled with all of this, because we've never seen anything like this in our history, ever. Yeah, so and what would I have to follow? What would I have to follow? Ex I, I'm How with would you. I know? I'm with you. I started out thinking the people who stormed the Capitol were just crazy, lawless rioters. And then I got to a place where I thought, a lot of them are crazy. They certainly were lawless. But I think... So many of them saw themselves as the patriots for the reason you're saying. Like, the president is telling you, my God, look what's going on in this country. An election is being stolen. Your rights, your vote is being taken from you. I don't excuse it, and I'm glad people paid the consequences. But I think people who stormed the Capitol that day were brainwashed, and they were in a cult, and they were told by the cult leader, this is the right thing to do. And to your point, he was the president of the United States. What should the consequence be for him? A thousand people were prosecuted. 500 were sent to prison. You were one of them. What should happen to him? Well, we're going to leave that up to Jack Smith. But what do yeah. you feel? What's in your heart or your brain? What do you want to see happen? What do you think should happen? Yeah, fair to get honest with himself. Unfortunately, I really think um, he's going to have to pay the consequences and possibly do prison. I hate to see that on anyone, but but shouldn't yeah. He? I mean, I I, I don't want to see. I I don't go there. I don't wish anything like that on somebody. I, I would agree with whatever whatever Jack Smith decide and the DOJ. Right. I'm going to go on record and say I'm not happy that people like you went to prison and are still in prison, some of them, and he's not. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I wanted to ask you, because you touched upon this a little earlier, when you were in the throes of it, in your most hardcore phase, were there moments where you said, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense, this sounds crazy, or this is just bullshit? Or were you just hook, line, and sinker buying it all? No. Uh, unfortunately, what happens when you do come to them with questions, because they'll, uh, the, you know, as a cult people, they start yelling at you and they say, who are you listening to? That's not true. You're listening to the fake news. They won't let allow you to have any critical thinking. It doesn't exist. You know, well, I went and read this. Well, Pam, throw it away. That they're not being honest with you. 
because Trump did a real good job with that, right? And I said, well, I've talked to a researcher. I don't care. You know, don't believe him. Just listen to Trump. And in those moments, well, they keep you- right, but in those moments, were you like, yeah, you're right? Or did you say, yeah, you're right, but walk away and going, she ain't right? Yeah, you kind of do that because you don't want to go off. They just argue. Right. And I, something didn't feel right. You got to listen to that. Something's telling me there's something wrong here. Wait, I'm not. That's gaslighting. I know what I read, right? But they're gaslighting. Well, whatever you read is right. That's gaslighting. And I went back and read the article. And I said, all right, I got to get away from these people. They're a little nuts. <laughs> so what was the turning point for you when you just said to yourself, this is crazy. It's dangerous. It's not for me. I got to get out of here. It just starts to come more and more. And then when I was in the J6 spaces, trying to let them know about certain things, they would uh, do the same gaslighting with me. And finally, they kicked me out of the J6 Twitter spaces and started a smear campaign. I said, that's it. You know, because they, they don't want the facts. They don't want truth. And I couldn't handle them keep saying that it was the officer's fault because I'd say, well, they saved my life, you know. And, but when I started getting real facts from sedition hunters, oh, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. And the last point that really changed me and, and I made that decision was when Trump said he was going to pardon these people. Look at our military men and women died for the, a peaceful assembly. You can't, I'm not going to be pardoned. I don't want to pardon. Uh, you're given a message that day was okay. So that's not good, coming from a president. When did you start to feel real regret or even remorse? Like, oh, oh my God, what did I do that day? When did that That night. That That night. January 6th. Yep. So you knew right away. I called the Idaho State Police here, but I know. They guard the governor. They, they know me because of my videotaping here. Mm-hmm. And he says, I, you're not on the FBI because I was hearing people getting arrested. I said, what do I do? I got checked in. Uh, but, uh, yeah, right away. It's like, what was I thinking? Why didn't I leave? Why didn't I leave? That, that has been baffling me to this day. And then I get different answers from my psychologist. He said, people with PTSD, yeah. they go into survive, survival mode. They don't think. But that's why I pleaded guilty, because I was guilty. I should have left. I could have left. Look, if I had a nickel for every conversation I've had with a friend who's in an abusive relationship, and I say, why, why don't you leave? And they say, I, I, I don't know, I can't. I'd have a lot of nickels. So I get that. You know, One of the things about getting older is that you hopefully get a little wiser, and you appreciate nuance a little more. Life isn't black and white. Life is gray. I've come to understand people like yourself who get rolled up into something and for whatever reason you can't get out. And so I wouldn't beat yourself up too much about why didn't you leave and all that because you didn't. You just chose not to for whatever reason. Um, The more important thing is what you're doing today. You're certainly on the right side of history now. Uh, When you were in prison, was the opportunity there to sort of enhance your disengagement? It's hard for people to understand. You get all these letters, you're a patriot. You got Fox News saying you're mega granny and how they feel sorry for me. They helped me stay a victim. That the government was coming after me and picked on me. And when you're in denial, go along with it because you don't want to feel the guilt. How many people are there like you right now? How many people are fleeing Donald Trump, in your opinion, that were part of the cult? I don't. I wouldn't know. I, I hear a lot of Republicans say they don't want anything to do with mega and Trump. I hear that a lot. Prominent Republicans or just you know, everyday Americans who go to the rallies and stuff? Yeah, just everyday Americans. Mm-hmm. You know, we have an election coming up. It's hard to believe he's as popular as he still is, that he's the front runner. And it, the, the question is, has he lost any of his base is the cult as strong as it was no because people are tired of the hate and he has hate Mm -hmm. he calls people's names you know crooked hillary come on you don't do that come on you're gonna be a president of the united states you don't call she's having the last laugh ain't she well yeah (laughs) god bless her 
I mean, it's just, you know, life is, life is ironic. I'm not a very religious person, not even spiritual, but I believe in like fate and like what goes around comes around. Yeah. When you scream, lock her up, lock her up, lock her up. And then you're the one that's going to end up in jail. Like karma, man. And look how he's, and how he's talking about the DOJ and everybody. It's terrible. He's, he's putting, he's, he's putting his own anger and his own fear onto a lot of people that might just go do crazy things. I'm not worried about groups. I'm worried about the long wolf. Yeah. That one guy. Well, that's true. I say that all the time. They, you know, there'll never just, be, in my opinion, never be another J6, but there could be a, the lone wolf type that you're talking about, and he can do some real harm. These patriots really believe the country is being taken away. Yeah. And how do you so fix, how do you do fix that, though? You got out. Are, 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 how do you get more people, a meaningful number of people, out? You don't. You just like trying to sober up an alcoholic. I can't do that. I can share with you how I got out, mm-hmm. and when you're ready, they can't deny facts. You know, they, you plant that seed and they go away like really angry. Yeah. But they never have, they, they won't think the same. They'll know something. They'll start thinking, hey, maybe she could be right. But they got to keep that hate going for me in order to not listen to what I'm saying. That's okay. Let them hate. And they'll come around. We just keep being honest with them. With a good chunk of the people that are still strong MAGA people in the cult, is there anything he can do, anything he can say, anything that can happen to him, like being sent to prison, that would make them go, that's it, I'm done? Oh, no. It's going to always be the government set this up as doing it on purpose because they want to make this a communist country. And it, if Trump, oh, oh, he's, if somebody close to him, somebody could change this narrative, that's what we have to have happen because it's all a lie. The Democrats are not trying to make this a confidence country. No, it's I, insane. I can assure insane. you we're not. <laughs> no, but they believe it. I believed it. You do believe it. What if, to get back to our earlier conversation, what if people today like Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, Lindsey Graham, just a bunch of them held a press conference together and said, folks, you've got to dump this guy. He is bad news. He's a liar. He's a cheat. He's a traitor. He is selling out America. Blah, 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 blah. Is it too late for that? Would anybody listen? Republicans? Yeah. The MAGA people. Talk about? The MAGA people. No, that would work. It would. With me there with them and let them know they've been gaslighted too. Interesting. And, and they, need, they need to stop Margie Telegree because she's yeah. bringing a lot of this out too. We're in an election period. There's a lot of people trying to get rid of Trump. Chris Christie, this one, that one, they're all running against him. Is there anyone that could peel that MAGA base away from him? Nope. A black woman, <laughs> I think. Could? Really? A black woman could mm-hmm. get the MAGA crowd? Oh, you mean in the Probably. Republican Party, not like Kamala Harris. Yeah, well, she would be great, wouldn't she? She would. No. So you yeah, think you know. think Kamala Harris would be a great president? Absolutely. Wow, that's quite a journey for you politically. I've always liked her. I read about her. I'm finding this conversation so fascinating because you're sort of reinforcing so many things that I've thought. Like, there's got to be a good chunk of good, decent people that have just been abused and are so traumatized and are brainwashed. Like I, like I said, I have a really good friend who was in a cult. I, I know how good people, smart people, can get sucked up into something that is just awful and abusive and at times violent. I mean, my friend told me a story. You can read his book. His name is Spencer Schneider, and he wrote a book called Manhattan Cult Story. And when he first started telling me this stuff, I couldn't believe it. I've known him for 40 years. He hid this from everybody. So I understand that good people, people like you, who at some point have the capacity to say, wait a second, this is wrong. I feel like there's got to be a way to reach more people like you. I'm just not sure how to do it, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's a guy like Chris Christie who could just (laughs) go on the attack, you know? But he needs the debate stage. If he's not on that debate stage, nothing's going to work. So. You know. I, I'll tell you what worked for me was getting facts. The J6 narrative, I'm changing it because I have facts. 
as far as what they say, the officers started it. I have facts that they did not. All their, that they're not getting due process. I got facts that that's not true. And when you hear this, we have J6ers come in my Twitter page and they'll say, this guy's not getting due process. The government's, you know, doing it on purpose. We come in with the, the facts, with receipts. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they don't know what to say now. They we're stopping this narrative with facts. That's the only thing that's going to work. So, yeah, if Chris Christie came up with some facts and we could show them what we do, how we're stopping the spin, I think it'd be very powerful. So Democrats drinking babies' blood and all that stuff, you mentioned before, you never bought into that. But did you think the media was the en enemy of the people? No, not actually. I've always... I, see, there's two sides to every story, and you better look at the both sides of the story. So I've always been fortunate to. It's just they gaslight you and say, "Well, you listened to CNN, didn't you? Oh, I know who you're listening to." So they discredit where you got your information. It's a constant. You have to just listen to Trump. Period. Well, that's the thing that fascinates me. It's like, okay, the guy who's being investigated by the Department of Justice is telling you it's all bullshit. Let's believe this guy. Yeah. Why don't people go, well, of course he's going to say it's bullshit because it's about him. How do they never get to that place? I, I don't know. I'm asking the same dumb question because well, it's cult. It's a cult. In our remaining minutes, right. I want to ask you about, I want to ask you a little bit about January 6th. Uh, is, Trump is responsible for that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I already listened to the researchers and they gave me all the facts with the receipts and they showed me how it was all set up and all the players. Mm -hmm. And, and how when you say researchers, who, who are you referring to? Well, they're, they're I think they call them ISOTs or something. Are they I mean, they're part of the media or just? I don't know who they are, but they sure got this. They got the information. Who knows? They, I'm in a Twitter space. you got to come in and listen yeah. to him. Well, speaking of Twitter, there was a moment with Trump where somebody posted something about you in defense of you, and then he reposted it on his Truth Social and basically said what was happening to you was horrible. His word was horrible. And then you went on Twitter and uh, you basically said, hey, it's not horrible. I committed a crime. I'm guilty and that's it. Stop bullshitting people. Did it feel good to feel like you were really talking to him and starting to establish and set the record straight about what he's doing and what you did? To be honest with you, I had no idea that this would get out mm. at all. I just I just post, and I'm always honest when I'm posting. And it had already been happening. It's already been using me to make the government look bad and compare me with somebody else, how they got out and, and using me as the poor granny. That did nothing wrong, you know. <laughs> feel sorry for her. No, don't feel sorry for me. I had a choice that day. I could have left. Yeah. And that's why I played it guilty. Was someone but like it's not right. Was someone like Ashley Babbitt a hero, a patriot, or was she just a criminal? Well, I'm really sorry that she had to lose her life that day. Of course. But no, she was a she was trained in the military. No, she's not a victim either. She had a choice. Mm -hmm. She could she went through the window. She knew exactly what she was doing. And the cops that and I'm day, sorry they, that they were victims. The cops were the victims, mm -hmm. and Bird, he did what he was supposed to do. He, you know, go, she had a pocket knife. He said she had no weapons, but she mm -hmm. had a pocket knife. They don't know what's in your backpack. They're protecting our representatives. Right. I don't care who you are. You try to go through a window like that, you're gonna, you should be shot. I mean, I wouldn't you expect that to happen? You're coming into the chambers? I mean, crazy with the backpack? Have she you testified before the department in Jack Smith's investigation? No. Have you been asked? I, I wouldn't. No. I don't. Uh, why would I be involved? Just in terms of like as a rioter who was there or part oh. of the riot, did you feel like Trump told you to go? Because there have been a lot of protesters yeah. who said well, I course. was there because he told me to go. I listened to him. But you didn't testify be before the <clears throat> No. The DOJ or even the January 6th committee in the House? No, if I can and be helpful, I, I'm willing. Yeah. I could help. I don't uh, know how much I can help. Your politics today, Are you, you mentioned before the distinction between MAGA and Republican. I take it you're not a progressive liberal. 
Although you you like no. Kamala Harris, so you, you threw me for a loop there. Are you the still person. a Republican? Are you conservative? Yes. Okay. Republican. Have you gotten, you, you sort of alluded to this a little bit with people getting nasty with you and attacking you online. Have you gotten threats? Oh. Like, are people... Oh, yeah. Really? Two death threats, yeah. Wow. But they just say they're just angry at me because I'm breaking up their narrative, their denial. Ah, denial. Don't even know I'm lying to myself. So they're lying to themselves. And I put a dent in it. And they don't like it. And that's okay. Because later they'll thank me. I, I really believe I hope, later. I hope. I ask all the time, will, will there come a day when they, yeah. a lot of these folks will wake up and go, Oh my God! What the hell was I thinking? And then, and then be heartbroken because they gave such loyalty loyalty to this man, and and he just abused them in return. We, it'll die off. We got we can't let Trump become president. Yeah. It'll die off after, after he gets out of the picture. If you could talk to him it'll right calm now, down. if you could talk to him right now, what would you say to him? You need to get right with God, but uh, you need to retire. You got so much money. You're you're old. Enjoy your life while you can, and, and leave people alone. You you people are so afraid of the news of this country. They might kill over over it because of what you're putting out there. Do you think that Trump would listen? Do you think he's capable of listening? Do you think he's capable of ever no. changing? No, no, no. And if anything, he'll put on an act. You, if you study the narcissist's personality, you'll know exactly how to work with him. And uh, they'll, they'll, smile, they'll smile at you and be thinking about how they're going to stab you as soon as you walk away. And you won't know it. <laughs> if there was a Zoom that had 20 million MAGAs on it, what would you say to them? Probably prepare something in writing because there's so much to say. But mainly that, you know, it's okay to admit... Uh, I, I don't know. Sounds like you were I mean, going to say it's okay to admit that you got duped. There you go. That's it. Yeah. It's okay. You're right. And do your do your research. Come back and prove me wrong. What um, <laughs> would you want to say to the Capitol Police? Oh, yeah, that they're hit my heroes. Three of them saved my life that day. And uh, I am really sorry. They're still going through a lot of pain and no matter what the J6ers are saying about it, don't don't listen to them. They're not well people. They're just in denial. They have to find somebody to blame, but you did a good job. You tried to stay people that day. You tried to save our, our representatives. You tried to protect the Capitol. Um, you need more than a, something, you know, I don't know. I just wish we could do more for them. Mm -hmm. God bless them. Yeah, wonderful we've, men. We've had Michael Fanone on, and uh, it's, it's just tragic—the trauma that he's I, experienced and will continue to experience the rest of his I, life. And Harry, I Dillon read his book. Other people, yeah. Yeah, I, I read his book. I want to get his signature on it one day. Mm -hmm. And I started crying. I couldn't believe it. That's a very good book. Everybody read this book. You all be the same. Mm -hmm. I would see. I wish. The uh, J6ers, we just have an, and her, here's a Spencer, Herbert Spencer, said what leaves a man in everlasting ignorance is contempt prior to investigation, right? They won't even investigate facts. Nope, nope, Trump said it, that's it. Mm -hmm. And that's what everybody's frustrated with. So I don't know. I think the only thing we're going to have to hope for is once we got to get Trump out of the way, and I think it'll die down. On some level, it will. You know, the world is full of skeptics. What do you say to the skeptics who go, oh, someone like Pam is just trying to rehabilitate her image and, you know, this is fake. Fake. More fake news. Well, I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. It's just, and this is part of my making amends, and I want to get it behind me. And I, I still feel like, if I could just meet those meet those officers and give them a hug and tell them how sorry I am for that day, I could close this book. Mm. I could close this book. Just go walk my dog and put. I want to put January six behind me. Mm. But it's but when I saw what was happening and all the lies going out there and what they did to me, 
I had to stand up, but. I think it's just fortunate that there are people like you. You give hope. I've been saying for years now that that base is shrinking one by one because they're waking up. Not all of them. And some may never wake up. I give you that. They will never wake up. But you are living proof that people can change. People can hear a yeah. different tune. And I thank you again for that because I think it's really important, especially now. So I wish you so much luck with the mission that you're on and the story you're trying to tell because it's a really important story. And I thank you for coming on and talking to us. Oh. About well, thank you very much. All righty. Well, I do declare we are done with episode 92. Whoo! That was delightful. <laughs> Send us some feedback if you liked it. You can leave us a message at 845-307-7446. Email us at backroomandy at gmail.com or tweet to Andy Astra. And do not forget to follow us and subscribe. Okay, so many yummy people I want to thank. The delicious producing team of Maddie Rosenberg and Jen Hamoud. Cricket with the delightful first name Langell for her magical creativity. Maestro Andy Hollander for our music. Patricia, can I call her Patty? Wind for this petite yet enchanting studio. And a big thank you to our guest Pam Hampel who is so courageous in saying the things about Donald Trump that little old me is just too fraidy cat to say myself. Oh, I do declare it's time to say goodbye and see y'all next week.